This is the intro, this is the intro, this is the intro to the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza! We said 8 o'clock, and you're like, oh, yeah, was... start without you. Well, you you fucks wouldn't shut up on the fucking message app about the movie. I figured you wanted to talk about it. anything specific about it. We said, like, three, like, messages to each other. And you wouldn't shut <laughs> up about it. one of them was just a John Cena t- gif. Like, we did not really go in-depth here. Was there a John Cena gift in there? Yeah. We sent, like, three messages. You're like, there's no point in even doing it now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't see John Cena. That's why. <sighs> Do I sound okay? I got a new microphone cover, so hopefully if I get too loud, it won't blow out Billy's ears because he's a little bitch. No, well, I'm also, I don't have headphones on, so hopefully everything sounds okay. I'm on a laptop. In no, here it sounds I'm- terrible. Jesus Christ. Sounds like you're underwater. <laughs> You, you both sound fine to me. You sound a little loud, poet, and your voice sounds deeper. Yeah, it's yes, cause cause I just woke up. Quit downloading shit, Chromebook. Quit downloading porn that Billy wants to download later, Chromebook. Uh, it's like security information update for Google Play Store. What? I don't That's even it. use Google Play Store. I don't think. <laughs> yes, you do. It's Google. It'll it gets used, even if you don't intend it to. You probably shouldn't say anything bad about Google. They can hear us right now. I, I do not. Google is great, and all hail our overlords. And please, please don't like ratio me. I don't want to get permanently banned from any platforms. That would just be really embarrassing. Boom, roasted. I wouldn't know anything about that. I'm beloved by all. Uh, that was my that was my thinly veiled jet. We are recording this on January eighth, and uh, Trump just got permanently banned from Twitter, and it is a very funny, funny, wonderful thing. I mean, who hasn't been banned from Twitter? Me. Oh. Well, you're not living, man. Gotta keep living, man. L I V I N. So, all right. In the spirit of this episode, I've just started Tenant. Wait, oh, so you're going to have it on in the background while we record? Yeah, since I didn't get a chance to rewatch it, I figured I'd re- I could rewatch it now. I, was, I, was, I watched this movie this week and you didn't? Well, I watched it when it came out, and then I was going to rewatch it last weekend and didn't watch it, and then I was going to rewatch it when I got home, but you hadn't finished it. Sorry. Yeah, that was, was, and you know what? That is a, a two-part there's a two-part reason for why I didn't finish it. I don't care. I couldn't rewatch it because of you, Billy. This is and all your fault. You the first one is, you know, typical parent stuff. You know, get distracted. Probably Do not blame that beautiful angel booker. But just to get it out of the way, I, you know, just a first impression before we get into details. This movie, especially, I have mixed feelings about this movie. I don't know about you guys. Very mixed. No, I don't, they're not mixed. <laughs> Do you hate it? No, I didn't hate it. Uh, at the end of the movie, I felt like, oh, well, this was a waste of time, considering that everything was resolved before the movie really even began. I mean, but not really. You're No, 100%. 
I, I, I would say, like, out of... It's okay. I enjoyed parts of it. It's my least favorite Nolan movie by probably a lot. The, some of the scenes... The scenes that are good are really good. Yeah. And, but unfortunately, I think most of this movie... And I... So I've, I'm sure I've mentioned before that I'm not, like, a James Bond fan, really. And this has a sort of, like, James Bond-esque feel to it, aside from, like, the, the time aspect. And I find that shit really boring. Uh, it's just... And that's how... It, there were parts of this movie where I was just like, Jesus Christ, is this scene gonna end? I, I, li- I just, a few days ago, watched the Russian seven-hour-long version of War and Peace, and I swear to God, it seemed shorter than Tenet. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it when I didn't finish it the other day, like, because uh, I had paused it, and I was like, ah, I gotta get back to it, but I'm sure I'm, like, almost done. Because I felt like I was watching it forever, and then I looked, I was only 57 minutes in, and it was, like, still an hour and a half left. I was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, like, it's just, it's very long. It's not fun. Like, there's no real... Even the action scenes are just kind of cold and clinical. You don't really care about any of the characters. It's just They just happen. They're well shot. They're decently edited. They, the movie is put together well. But it's just... It's a weird... It's an care. interesting way to do... Uh, not. I guess you wouldn't call it time travel. It kind of is. Uh... And it's nice that you know that it's 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 it is different from what you would you know get in other movies, and sometimes it works for the action scenes with like some things going backwards, and other times it's just like well this just looks weird, and then also because you mentioned you don't really care about the characters, so when they get put in these situations, you know the protagonist I this is why actually I don't like James Bond movies most for the most part, James Bond is always just kind of like a tool. He's never a character. He's just kind of there to make the movie, the plot happen. Yeah. And that's kind of how this movie is. Or like, there's no character to this guy. He's just a guy. He, or he's like the spy guy. And in 2020's tenant, John David Washington's character is credited as the protagonist, presumably because the script is unfinished. <laughs> yeah. The fact he's named protagonist. He, likes this woman, he cares about this woman over the course of this movie because like we don't really have a reason for it, and to and to give credit, she's like the closest thing to a character I think we have, where it's like she's in this bad marriage and she cares about her son who's in danger, but it's also like a super cliched women character in these kind of movies, so it's like eh, you couldn't have done something else, but okay. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, like she and Elizabeth Debicki's great. She acts really well. She performs it fine. It's just well, all the actors do a great job with what they're given. Yeah, I would I would give special mention to Pattinson. He he does he the most to it. give he was, a soul. He's probably to my this favorite film. part of this movie. Yeah, and like the end. Uh, spoilers. We're we're gonna just ruin everything. But he the ending when they reveal. Favorite. What? What? Why? How? I fuck. I knew we were gonna get into this, and you're gonna be like, "What can I say to be completely different from the two of them?" <laughs> the only person I even cared about was John David Washington's character, but that's because I like the actor. And not because of anything the character did. Like I was yeah, he tries, but he's just... He does, he does. And he does time. have a couple of moments where, like, you could tell he made it work. Like, one of my favorite parts with him isn't even... It's before that one scene in the kitchen where he's like... Order my hot sauce an hour ago. <laughs> that was and that was entirely good. him, too. That wasn't even, like, in the script. That was just him 
I'm not joke. shocked at all. Because <laughs> it's the only line that's like, oh, his character. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was from the person. actors. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, their constant foreshadowing of Robert Pattinson's death was entirely too heavy-handed. I agree. Right? Like, I yeah. thought that was on the nose, but I thought the way he played it was fun. Like he he was yeah. at least trying to bring a personality, trying to bring like a character to just instead of just being I'm the character who sets up this and now we set up this scene and now I'm doing this. Like he actually tried to have an, a bit of a personality with it. And he did a good enough job that he was the one character cuz I mean watching this movie because I wasn't super interested in the main character all that much aside from the fact that the actor was doing a good job also i knew he was going to make it out of this like i was just pretty confident i'm like okay he's going to be okay by the end of this but with robert pattinson there was like something's going to happen to this guy he's either going to die or he's going to be a bad guy secretly and die because of that and i was like i was liking him and i wasn't sure what was going to happen to him over the course of this movie uh which i appreciate i like not knowing and also enjoying what the actor is doing uh this actually made me not that i was one of those people that are like he's not gonna be a good batman because i don't know but seeing him in this role i was like yeah all right he can he can be batman i think he'll pull this off yeah i i did enjoy um uh branna just screaming to the cheap seats that i am an evil russian yeah yeah i could have wasn't he does the best he can. Uh, and again, that's another character that's just like not really a character, just more of like a a trope of these kind of movies. Uh, but he does it well. Yeah, that's like, the thing. I can't really say anything is necessarily bad, but nothing is necessarily great either. I mean, I can say Robert Pattinson was terrible. Why? You are so fucking weird sometimes, man. I, no, he was, I I'm, he was fine. I'm just messing with you guys. I mean, he <laughs> honestly, he didn't do much for me. I, like, I, I do agree. I do, I do mean that his foreshadow, the foreshadowing of his death was just so. Like, and the ending should have hit a lot harder. Like, the, the, the reveal that he was the guy that saved him at the beginning and did the, died at the end and that they had this years long friendship. Like, all of that should have. Yeah, if they wouldn't well, like, have foreshadowed the entire better. time that this what, this guy not, not with the, the foreshadowing, it's just they, they the guy have done with the penny the was going to die. So he cared. Well, not just that, but also at, even after that, when uh, you see when he gets into the car with uh, what's her face, the arms dealer lady, uh, and then the movie just kind of ends there, right? It's, it feels super underwhelming. I was like, I just sat through two and a half hours of this, and this is how you're ending. You're just going to be like, ah, that's it. See you guys. I'm starting this now. It's like, oh, I thought you liked those kind of endings. No country for no men, old men. Yeah, that was earned. No, it wasn't. (laughs) Movie was trash. They killed the main character off screen. Film's garbage. Uh, Like, I feel like Nolan was really proud of the fact that he came up with this backwards forwards idea, and. Just like, okay, it's done. I've, I've come up with the cool film conceit that's different and using time. That's my whole thing. I've got the gimmick. I'm going to f- structure the entire movie around that. Like, I, I saw on Twitter today that even if you play it backwards and forwards, like, the two hallway fights line up perfectly. And I was like, that's that's really cool. That is a neat, clever thing you did. The, the problem is he forgot to make a movie that 
anyone would fucking care about. See, to, to me, go along with that. That forward backward shit's not impressive. The far side did a video where they recorded the whole thing backwards so that when you played it forwards, it synced up with the their music. It was unimpressive. I mean, it was impressive. I've, I've but seen I don't it. Think it. I've was... seen it as a movie. Like so, to me, when I'm watching it in the movie, I I can't like the big scale fight. I'm watching it, and the whole time I'm just like, this just doesn't look right. And I don't know if it's because your brain's just not meant to handle things working in two different times at the same time, or if it's just like there were so many people to try to get them to accurately do the movements you would need to do in reverse so that when you play it forward, it looks natural. A lot of the times in the background, that felt that uh, it just was too distracting, distracting for me. And yeah, like the kind of reminds me of the the Batman um, Catwoman fight on the rooftops. Um, if you rewatch those that fight, um, there the stunt guys in the background react in ways that don't line up with the fight that's happening, and so it's almost like did they like like there like for instance there's one guy who looks like maybe he got could have got hit by a battering but like there was no battering thrown so like maybe was that something they were going to add in post and just didn't didn't it got missed or whatever but like that's what it reminded me of and so like in that big battle in the background it just was I was too distracted watching the stuff in the background to care about what was going on in the foreground I don't really sense. disagree with you, but yeah, uh, you do. just as a side note, I, I, I think it's funny that, to imagine you, though, sitting like on the couch eating chips and be like, I'm not impressed with this $200 million movie. <laughs> I wouldn't eat well, chips but, during a movie like I'm, that. I'm honestly the same way. Like, it, it wasn't impressive. Like Even like the huge crashing the plane, yeah, that looked kind of cool and it was neat. But we saw it in the trailer and... Yeah, you that blew comes your pretty load early on the film, and there's there's nothing else even close to that neat throughout the rest of the movie. Like the the final end battle is just watching some assholes play modern warfare online. Like it's just a bunch of military guys with masks running back and forth in rubble. It's it's there's nothing impressive in that. And by yeah. that point, I was just like, can this ends? Yeah, and it's it's. I don't. It, it, it's you. You you bring in like all these other characters because it becomes this big. Ba- also, I thought it was weird. There's a big battle going on because I'm like, where? How many fucking guys does this dude have working for him that you have like a couple of squads or like a platoon of like army men and they're still having. Yeah, you can have a full know. platoon going forward and a full platoon going backwards. <laughs> but you know, but when you have all those characters, uh. Usually by the end of the movie, you know, you're sticking with these people that you've been with the entire time and you want to see how, you know, that they how they make it out or if they make it out because you care about them. That's not the case in this movie because you don't really care all that much. Uh, And then you have all these other people that are just in the, you know, in the background and in the sides to help make this scene, this big battle. And you're like, I don't really, what is all this? Why are we doing this? Oh, look, that building exploded backwards. Like, come on, I'm. It's like I, I know you just reversed the film. That's cool and all, but it's not. Here's a if question I have watching the movie. the movie. Hold on. Here's a question I have watching the movie. Right. 
So things had to go through the machine to get inverted, right? Yeah. Where did the wall chunk that they're shooting the bullets or pulling the bullets out of when they're showing John David Washington the conceit of the movie? Where did that chunk somebody carried that chunk of wall through or is it just the bullets? I don't understand like it just it seems like the wall here that's a very good point. My counter to it is I don't care. Like the, I just the movie it goes out of its way to be like so it all totally works, but also don't think too hard about it. You don't really, like it, it there's like two characters that do the Austin Powers and you don't think about it too hard either type of thing. It's it the movie goes out of its way to constantly be like, yeah, it, it makes sense if you pay attention, but it also doesn't matter. Don't think too hard about it. That was also like that honestly that was one of my biggest complaints about Looper is I found their explanation of time travel insulting. Um and this their explanation to this uh, is all is like I just don't even care. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like like if I was more invested in any of the characters, I might put more thought into it, but it was just more like, okay, I've seen it. I enjoy, I enjoyed most of it while I was watching, and I, I know I've just constantly shit on it, and I'm going to keep doing that. But I, I don't hate this film. It's not bad. It's not like an insultingly bad movie. It's just frustratingly mediocre. Yeah, which is not what Especially we want for, for a no- John David Washington, Christopher Nolan film. Hopefully they'll yeah, do better like, when they bring him in as the new Batman like, you know, in Christopher Nolan's fourth Batman movie. Yeah, if I'm putting time in for, for any movie, I want it to be good, obviously. Uh, yeah, and like guess, guess, Charlie doesn't. Charlie could care less if it's good or not. He just loves to watch movies, and that I find to be weird. I, I Like, I hope they're always good. I don't. I don't intentionally try and watch bad movies. You constantly watch terrible movies for fun. Yeah, but you think like 70% of movies are terrible, so... That's not true. I, mean, I don't know that I can trust you on that. I don't think 70% of movies are terrible. I think I 70% said seven. of you is terrible. No, uh, no. Hey, you're up to 30%, Billy. That's, that's a good like ratio. That's not bad. Um, <laughs> I will say, you know, just so I'm not... I feel like I have been just... We've just been talking poorly about this movie. There are things that I think are... Are pretty good about it, you know. It's the action scenes are well shot. Uh, I do appreciate the fact that a lot, you know, a lot of this movie is, is practical effects. I, in fact, I can't really think of anything where I saw it and I was like, "Oh, that was CG." Uh, so that's one thing I do like about Nolan is like his use of practical effects. And well, it definitely helps sell. Yeah, your, and your, uh, I also movie. liked the uh, the way they did the the inverting the go through one door come out the other it's such a simple thing and it works so well in a visual medium of like you you it's one thing to like look at the delorean and you watch it like you know get all glowy and it goes through time and appears in the same place in a different time which is fun but for this movie and the kind of style they were going for uh this was not as this isn't silly. This wasn't like, Oh, they went into the machine and went through time. You know, it just, they, you literally see them go through. Uh, 
And that that simplicity I really liked. It actually reminded me of uh, there's a game for the Xbox One called Quantum uh, Quantum Break. Did you guys ever play that? I don't think you did. I did though. not know. Iceman's in it, right? Iceman is in it. Uh, no, I and played that one. I really like how they did time travel in that. It was basically a a giant like a gymnasium sized uh, circle, and you would go into the circle on one side. And come out, you go and like walk through the circle all the way to the other end. And when you came out the other end, depending on how you had used the time machine, like how you set it up, you would come out from that machine at a different time. The machine would have to be there. You can't just go to any point in time, uh, but you could use it that way. Uh, And I really liked that. It just had a cool look to it. And the way they did it, uh, I was like, oh, that's really, especially when you eventually go in yourself, because you as the character, as opposed to just like pushing a button, you're controlling the character to go into this hallway and then you get to the end of the hallway and you're in a different point in time. Uh, this movie kind of made me think of that. And I was like, ah, Christopher Nolan stole from that video game. That didn't make sense to me. Hold on. I, you're in a circle, but you're also in a hallway. The circle is a hallway, so I, 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 it's in the shape of a circle. And there's in the at the front of the circle, uh, there's an entrance and an exit. So basically, it's so like it's a not wall. like you could just. It's not an open circle where you could just hang a ninety degree and go a different way. No, you okay. you go from one end to the other. It's just a long round hallway, basically. Gotcha. Like the space station in two thousand one. Yes. It's been so long since uh, I've seen that movie, and it was boring to me as a kid of 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 uh, the Star Wars age. That I'll take your word for it that it's like that. You should revisit it. It's amazing. Uh, hard Watching pass. That. Yeah, I was gonna uh, say I will... do that. Two thousand one on the big screen. Said, you, should, uh, you should check it out. He's immediately you're like, oh no. And the fun thing about that is I like to think of things that I know he would enjoy and then say he should see it so that he'll say no. <laughs> it's kind of like my own little, like, ah, I gotcha. <laughs> I will deprive you of something you will enjoy. <laughs> Name one thing that's worked on. <laughs> Knives Out? Yeah, I would not enjoy that movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's a terrible example. It's a good movie. It is no. a good movie. No, it's not. It's director's terrible. You have not seen it. You I don't need to. It's a bad movie. All no, the movies I've seen of that guy's are terrible. Yeah, I can. Yeah, His movies are terrible. I'm not going to waste my time on another like terrible film. No, I did not watch Breaking Bad. Okay. I'd had enough of Malcolm's dad in his underwear. I didn't need another five seasons of it. He has no more sense of right and wrong than a tree frog. Breaking Bad is really good. Uh, in his defense, I don't, even though I don't agree with him in his defense, it, he, it is true that if he doesn't like the filmmaker, why would he want, you know, after watching multiple movies from him, why would he want to go out of his way to see another one? Because it's clear he doesn't like that. St- that would be like Zack Snyder having a movie coming out and then you're like, oh, you should go see it, Charlie. It's really good. And you know that you don't like that director. I'm probably going to watch his zombie heist movie when it comes I'm out on Netflix. Not- I don't know, like, a zombie heist movie is something that could work within his style. Uh, you won't fool me. You hated his last zombie movie. I, I've hated everything he's made, but I will still give it a chance. 
That's because you're a sucker. I got a bridge I can sell you in Brooklyn for $5. I don't like bridges. I like movies. It was built by Zack Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> definitely not. It's going to be shiny. It was definitely destroyed by Zack Snyder in a movie. Everything on sure. this bridge goes in slow motion. I can't figure mm. out what the deal is. It's all in speed ramping. You either go fast or slow. Uh, um, like I'll be honest with you. I saw Tenet. It's, uh, it's like two weeks ago now. I watched it Christmas Eve. And... I am struggling to remember most of it. I mean, I finished watching it like two hours ago, and even I'm having trouble thinking of like specific parts because it's like what. And like to be fair, it is like we're in January of 2021, and that was in December of 2020. It has been five decades since those two weeks have passed, but uh, it's just the movie. It just kind of keeps happening. There's nothing that really grabs you. There's nothing that pulls you in and makes you really invested so when it was over it was like yeah that was good i'm i'm glad i saw it i don't think i'll ever watch it again there's no like one thing about it that sticks with you you know like when you see a movie even when it's not like the greatest movie ever sometimes you'll have something where you're just like i can't stop thinking about this one scene or the way this actor was or the way they did this you know that was really good nothing is really like that in this movie yeah like it's like if, I, if uh, any, anything I liked in it, I'd rather see an Inception. Yeah, I w- I wish this would have been the stealth sequel to Inception that we that people thought it was going to be. Um, like even like it's funny to me. It's like the car chase was such a big thing in the trailers, and the reverse car stuff, and it just kind of reminded me of the second Matrix movie and how. They the car stuff was heavily promoted uh, for in that trailer, and like that's a much better car chase scene stuff happening in the in the movie than like this is just like it it's just not a felt, good car chase. It, it just happens, and there's that car crash. Yeah, it's just it's you know a movie had a great car chase. The Dark Transformers. Knight. Oh, yeah. I watched The Dark Knight a few days ago. I uh, watched it with my grandma, and it was—it's such a fantastic movie. Uh, speaking of which, are you guys excited for Batman Four from Christopher Nolan? I don't think that's going to happen. I know. Starring uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Dude, it was on. We got this covered. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't believe it. And even if I that, did, that this, website like, I is always I bullshit. Be excited about it. Oh, yeah, it's, no, it's if no one what? completely gave up and went back to Batman, hell yeah, I'm in. But I, I do not see even the remotest possibility of that happening. At this point, I'm not really interest, interested in anything Warner Brothers is doing with DC characters. I, I just don't. For if he were to come back and do Batman, for one, that you know he would either be doing a new Batman, which I'm like. We do we need another new fucking Batman again? Like, come on, man! Or like he would four be continuing. He would be continuing his his original trilogy with Christian Bale, and I'm like, I don't want you to do that. That's a complete story there, and I you don't need to do anymore. Like, it's done. You don't want to hear about Joseph Gordon Levitt's mantle of the Batman, and then who fi- who takes over after JGL go to, goes down after his eight year hiatus or whatever. I, 
guess you know, cause like, through something like that. I, 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 I like it just, I like the ending as it is. It's like, I don't want to go see more of Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I'm happy knowing that he is out there fighting in Nolan's universe. You don't want to see Robin as Batman is what you're saying? I, I, I would be highly doubtful it could be good. I would give it a shot. But I do not yeah, think... Yeah, you give all kind of terrible shit shots, so that's not a, a ringing endorsement. Yeah, I, I mean, I... Well, you're that's because you're just crazy, though. You're 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 ready to shit on anything. You're like, oh, that's what's... That's not true. What's coming out today? New Star Wars? Fuck it. That's not true. What are you talking about? The way that you sounds more like me, honestly. And how much you hate it. How much I hate what? The Mandalorian. Yeah, that's not even believable, considering I've watched all the episodes. Have you even caught up yet? I've watched it all, yeah. Mm, sure. Oh, yeah, that's right. We talked about it on the Christmas episode. It came out. Yeah, I was, I was okay. Now, I'm I'm open to any idea, you know, for a movie. If somebody, is like, if somebody has an idea that they think they can pull, you know, more power to you. Try it. Uh, it might work out. I might even see it, and I might enjoy it. I'm not going to just assume that I'm going to dislike it like some people. I'm not naming names. Uh, but at the same time, that doesn't mean I'm necessarily going to be excited about it. When you say, So like, if just because the concept of Christopher Nolan coming back for Batman, I'm not excited at that prospect. It could work. It could. I just don't. Yeah, like, I think that he, it, I would be excited if he said, hey, I can't. A bolt of lightning struck me, and I have this amazing idea, and I'm passionate about doing it. I'd be like, oh, that could be likely and cool. That could be interesting. But if he's like, I'm coming back to do four because Tenet failed and I need to make a paycheck, then I'm like, this is going to suck. Like, I, I would, probably go, I I would probably go see that movie over the movie where he said, oh, I had this fucking great idea, and I'm really passionate about it. Like, this fucking nerd, shut up. You already did three Batman. <laughs> Sit down. Jesus. You want him to crawl on his knees to make a corporate horror movie. I would be more likely to see that than him coming out and being like, oh, I'm super passionate about this idea. Why? Why would you not want... So basically you're like, I don't like it when people that make art are passionate about what they do. (laughs) No, in this instance, if he came out and said, I had a new idea for a Batman trilogy, I'm super passionate about this idea, I'd be like, sit down, nerd. But if he was just like... Tenet sucked. I gotta do something. Here's Batman 4. I'd be like, all right, I'll see that movie. You're a weird guy. (laughs) Yeah. It's the whole premise of our podcast. That's true. No, I... What... Now I'm thinking of, like, a thing... Because, honestly, I have... I wasn't really excited for this movie to begin with. Because I just... Since... Interstellar, I've just, Nolan has kind of been uh, to me where I'm like, oh, this isn't really. I like Dunkirk a lot. I I, I, I did like Dunkirk. I, I like both Interstellar and Dunkirk. Uh, the, you should, Dunkirk is way better than Tenet. Like, Tenet is okay. Dunkirk is legitimately good. I would say, and it's better than Interstellar. Interstellar was okay. It was Dunkirk probably has his best representation of female characters in it. What? There's not a single female character in it. Oh, that's a joke. Fool this man!
fuck. Okay. There you go. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm glad somebody listening got it. What if he were just uh, like, guys, I got an idea for an Inception sequel. It's going to be the guys from Inception versus Freddy Krueger. We're going to combine the Nightmare on Elm Street movies and Inception. I would go to that movie so drunk and have such a wonderful time. I would, I be, I would be there opening night. I'm, I would. <laughs> what if it happened, he did that and people are laughing about it and it comes out and then it's like the best movie he's ever made. Like even better than The Dark Knight. People are like, you're not going to believe it. He nails it. <laughs> I don't know how, but his weird, cold, like just setting stuff aside worked for this one. It's just there's a scene with Leo and Freddy Krueger and Robert England, Leonardo DiCaprio going back and forth. And it just it works, man. I have found out recently that one of the reasons that Inception is one of his better movies is because Leo spent months working with him on the script to put in actual character development for both his character and all the other characters. That makes sense, because I was I was thinking while watching Tenet, I was like. What is it about Inception that I like so much? Because I will even say that I think Inception is my favorite movie of his. I do love The Dark Knight, but I I think Inception's fantastic. Yeah, uh, I, I probably agree. Like I, I irrationally love Dark Knight, so I always will put it first. But I think Inception is his best movie. That if you take out my fanboy Batman love, it, Inception is better. That's a hard one. I don't know if you, if you put a gun to my head and said you can only choose The Dark Knight or Inception. And you can only watch one for the rest of your life. What would it be? I'd be like, ooh. That's a tough one. Who is holding this gun? <laughs> Hugh Jackman. You, you like are. The surprise answer is supposed to be. I was going to say, is it Billy, me? This is like the Billy, dark Billy. podcast. Like, you got to pick fucking one. <laughs> This is the the future when it's so extreme. We we got to do anything. We got you got to start threatening my life. <laughs> the final episode of Poet and Billy is just holding a gun. Give me a goddamn answer. Just ends with the stark gunshot. This is the <laughs> outro. This is the outro. This is the outro to the show. Blam! <laughs> oh man. There's a gunshot, and you just hear me start the opening to watching Looper. Oh, boo. <laughs> Fine. That's right. I'm going to watch Looper over your corpse. <laughs> I would rather you teabagged me. Nah. And I hate, and I hate fucking teabagging sexual predators. We would just set up a speaker and laptop over your grave that just plays all of Ryan Johnson's movies on a loop. That would... <laughs> That would literally be my nightmare. It's what he would have wanted. <laughs> it's not what I would have wanted. If you listen, you can faintly hear him yelling. The ghost of Poet is off to the side, and he's like, no! Poet, if you're there, give us some kind of sign you don't want us to keep playing Ryan Johnson movies over your grave. No. I don't hear a sign. Let's play play. <laughs> it's baffling to me that people think he's a good filmmaker. One of the best of our age, my friend. God damn, he makes the worst fucking movies. I disagree. But at the same time, I think it's weird that you can't at least acknowledge that he is a very good director. If you don't like like his style of story, I, I get that. I don't. But I don't think. I haven't seen anything that makes me think he's a good director. 
But then I guess I don't probably go into what would technically make a good director or whatever. Like, Charlie, like, oh, I like this shot. Like, I don't, yeah, whatever. I don't care that it was at this one angle that's never been used before. Sit down, nerd. <laughs> this one okay. angle that's okay. never been used. I like how your Something interpretation of being cool. a director I'm gonna is... Go... I'm going to go hardcore nerd on you for a second. Something super cool about Knives Out is that yeah, it was shot don't digital. Care. But, yeah, I don't care. But, but shut up. That's Literally don't point. care. Cinematographer shot it on digital and then did a whole bunch of complex color correct, color grading afterwards to make it look like film. So the way that the light works uh, off the windows and things like that actually looks like how it would react to film, not to digital. It's really cool. And it's a great goddamn movie. Uh, Don't care. I, mean, I, I know that you can do more. I guess you can do longer takes with digital. But why? if, if they were going to do all that, go to the trouble for that, why not just film it and film? Longer takes. It's a lot cheaper to film on digital. You can redo it. You can also push light further. So you can still get it to look like film shining through the windows and things like that but you can set up with way less lights than you would with film um this the speed of shooting on set is so much faster because not only with film you can't see it right away but you have to uh like change reels you have to there's a whole bunch of extra steps like i I think they did that just to fuck with quentin tarantino so that when he saw it he'd be like it's so nice to see another movie shot in film and they're like hey quentin guess what I don't think it was that, more just that the cinematographer was like, I want this look, but I also, we have to shoot on film for budget reasons, or digital for budget reasons, so I want this look, and I'm going to figure out how to recreate this. I like my version where Hollywood is constantly trying to, like, mess with each other. I do like that idea. (laughs) This will really get to George Lucas. We're going to ruin his Star Wars trilogy. (laughs) Uh, You mean... Was this before the prequels? Uh, yeah, I think, I think like, love, respect, yeah, love to George Lucas for what he did and what he tried to set up, but I think he ruined Star Wars first. Uh, the memes certainly have made that movie more enjoyable. The memes have not made the sequel trilogy more enjoyable. Not for you, but it might for, like, the generation behind us. Where they're like, well, yeah. I think, I think when maybe we're too early with the... The the sequel memes. Yeah, the sequel yeah. memes will be... Re- when the next sequel trilogy comes out and everyone says it's terrible, people are going to really like this version. The, the, the way Star they Wars are with the prequels the now, where they're like, I think people were too hard on the prequels. Yeah, oh yeah, there's absolutely... You know, the Disney trilogy, it was a, it was a little too hard. It, this new one's bad, though. Well, you know, it, it'll be the kids that grew up on the sequel trilogy that, like, you know what I mean? Because that's what it was. It was the kids who grew up on the prequels that made the memes that like were, are super excited that Hayden Christensen's coming back in Obi-Wan. So when these That's kids grow up, about. people like Hayden Christensen. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know that, like people freaked out. It's like, he's coming back as Vader. It's like, That's cool. Can you imagine going back in time and telling people after Revenge of the Sith, like, look, in like twenty years, you're gonna be super fucking excited that that guy comes back. Yeah, but, but the people who are excited aren't the people who are upset about, about him. 
It's not that I have a problem with the guy. It's just a weird thing to be excited about because he's Vader. He's in the outfit. Like yeah, what? yeah, you're not gonna see him. What? It's gonna well, be this we'll whole thing where he's just they only show him, but he's without the helmet. I I do expect we'll see him once or twice without the helmet, and that'll be actually Hayden in makeup because they're going to have to show how Obi Wan finds out that Anakin is Vader. Because at the end of three, he thinks Anakin's is dead, and at New Hope, he's like, "No, no, that's that's Anakin. Fuck that guy." So, oh, uh, but you can, you don't necessarily. I would, I've always just assumed like so, such and such, the Force told him. Yeah, but like we could have a cool sword fight, and I'm I'm hoping that happens. <laughs> oh, I'm always down for cool sword fights. I'm definitely there for that. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm excited to see you and McGregor come back. I don't know what the story is going to be like if it's going to be just an Obi-Wan adventure or if it's going to be something different. Um, uh, if they're going to explain how, how he aged so rapidly. It's like living on Tatooine is hard. Time living, man. It's super hard. Uh, can I tell you guys like an, an embarrassing thought I had when I was watching the last episode of The Mandalorian? No. I mean, yeah, go ahead. Okay, spoilers for The Mandalorian if you haven't seen this. It, yeah, you, know, you didn't it, listen it, to our last three-hour-long episode where the second hour and a half we talked about The Mandalorian well, yeah, season we finale. <laughs> but some people wouldn't want to necessarily listen to three hours, so I don't know. They might have and checked it, out after an hour. When, they might have been ran. <laughs> When Luke shows up and you don't, you're not supposed to know it's Luke yet. I was thinking like, oh, who is this? And my thought was like, oh man, it's got to be Luke, right? But then I was like, but it can't be, as a lot of people probably were doing. Because like, that's not. How's that gonna work? And then like this one thought came to me, and I was like, ooh, what if it's you and McGregor as Obi Wan? And like it took like three seconds for me to go, oh no, that doesn't line up at all. It's <laughs> <laughs> Jerry McGregor from the dead. <laughs> That's okay. It, there are so many people who either think Solo happened before The Phantom Menace because Darth Maul's in it or don't realize that that's Darth Maul in Solo. You'd be fine. Yeah, well, uh, Poet, you'd know this. When does Darth Maul die in the canon now? Because it, it's... He dies in uh, the Rebels cartoon... Uh, yeah, I've seen I've seen like that clip, but is that before or after the Obi Wan show? And could they just do that in live action? Because I'm really hoping they do that. We don't know when the technically the Obi Wan show is going to be set. Um, technically, that scene I believe happens in a five year, roughly about five years, because Rebels takes place. I believe five years before the events of New Hope. Okay. And so it happens sometime in that in in that lead up um, to a New Hope because he very much looks like Alec Guinness. Obi Wan's Al- Alec Guinness is Obi Wan when they have the fight that they have. Um. Uh. I mean, I don't. I don't know if I'd want to see them redo that because I don't know if they could redo it because it works so well in the cartoon. 
Um, yeah, that's fair. And there's I just, so I would much, like to see that, and I don't want to watch Rebels. It's so much... Um, there's so much Darth Maul-centric stuff to that that I don't know. Like, if they were to do that, they would have to add in a lot of the Rebels stuff. Or it would just be this random... It'd be like if you were watching the, 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 the Obi-Wan show... And then, like, you're like, all right, well, the first, you know, first four episodes are, like, all, like, centric to this Obi-Wan, like, whatever the storyline is. But then they have this fifth, episode five is just this random Darth Maul fight. And then six, seven, and eight or whatever are the the rest of, like, the Obi-Wan show. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, yeah. Fair. Um, yeah, so, I don't know. Honestly, I never liked them bringing Darth Maul back. I didn't like that story in the comics. I thought it was dumb when they did it in the comics. The fact that they then incorporated it into the cartoon is probably my second least uh, favorite Star Wars thing after the sequel trilogy. Um, Like, are you including the holiday special in that? No, I don't include that. Uh, Speaking of, did anyone watch the uh, Lego one? one no um it, it was okay it was pretty good yeah it's carry good story. on um yeah no so i don't yeah i don't know what the obi-wan show is gonna be about i mean i'm excited for to see you mcgregor but like i don't want to thinking too much about it just makes my head hurt because you there's yeah you i'm kind of there with why. all the star wars stuff it's like i i want to I'll probably watch all of it. I don't want to think too much about the lore because it it just gets too uh, picky and bogged I'm, down. I'm constantly trying to explain it to the normal people I work with, and then it just seems to make them more confused. Yeah, I, I, I'm certain that the shows are going to, like Mandalorian did, kind of adapt the Marvel policy of if you know, it adds to it. If you don't, they explain it enough that you don't really need to care. You just watch and like, that's a good guy. That's a bad guy. And like, I'm, I'm good enough with that. I much prefer that they did a, a, a whole story in season two that felt more connected episode to episode than yeah, season one. Same. Did. Um, but like we were talking with, uh, like the rogue squadron movie. It's like, it's something I want to be excited about, but at this stage in the game, I don't know what you're going to do or and why, also like, why, why I'd is rather get this ex- the story now? Yeah. Like it just I'd say- rather get excited when they show us a trailer trailer and we know kind of what's coming. Like, yeah. Uh, there's so much stuff they announce, like, that's coming in three years. Like, why the fuck do I care right now? Like, yeah. tell me when you've it's coming out in six months. Yeah, like, I, it's hard. Yeah, because, yeah, I don't know. Because so, it's also Disney. We know, like, half of you might get fired for some reason before this gets made. Yeah, who knows what old tweets will get resurfaced by then and now. Um, also, uh, like, Patty Jenkins did Wonder Woman 88, and that doesn't give me a lot of hope for Rogue Squadron. I mean, I, I enjoyed Wonder Woman 88 uh, for free oh. on Christmas, uh, but... Uh, H- have yeah, you seen I it, can't... Billy? Wasn't it 84? Yeah, for it 84. is 84. Yeah. I still think also, it's I haven't seen it 70s. I, didn't, 
I just wasn't all that interested. Because I liked the first Wonder Woman movie, but then I was—I uh, saw the trailer for this one, and it just didn't. I, I wasn't—I wasn't in any rush to see it, and I don't have HBO Max. So I'm like, it's, it's not the kind of thing where like I have to try out that service to to watch it. You know? Yeah, it, it pains me a lot to say, and I'm I'm sorry, Chipper, if you're listening, but it's it's really bad. Like it, it's 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 a very bad film. There's a few good scenes, but. It's it's up there as like some of the it's not Suicide Squad level terrible, but it's it's not good. No, um, I, she I did like the podcast, but even if she did, I don't think she would necessarily fight you that hard on it because I know she has issues with the movie. Oh yeah, she definitely didn't like Wonder Woman being a rapist. Yeah, that that like that's fucked. That's yeah, that's a that thing that weird. the movie can't. It, and and I get what bad, they were trying. I was reading to, about that, and I was like, "There's so many other things you could have done that wasn't like, so weird." Well, <laughs> There's that, so much and, of the movie that, like, why are we spending so much time with these dumb side scenes? That so much of the movie feels like uh, you're watching a compilation of cu- like cut scenes. Like it just doesn't flow like a movie normally should. It it doesn't have the same through line. It just feels like, and here's this little side plot, and then here's this little side plot. It, it just, it's bad. And I wanted to like it. I like I said, I enjoyed it for a free movie on Christmas morning, but uh, after that, yeah, I can't imagine I'd rewatch that one. Because if I'm gonna rewatch Wonder Woman, I'd rather watch the first one. The group of characters in that movie is uh, more enjoyable. The story's more, the story and setting are more compelling. Like I don't know, acting's better. The 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 action, like every everything about the first movie is better. But but guys, this one has the eighties. Yeah, uh, not really though. Like nothing about the eighties was good. Yeah, is there any particular reason it's set in the '80s? Like, why couldn't they have had this be a contemporary Wonder Woman sequel? Like, and have it make take place today? It, it doesn't um, make sense because it Zack Snyder like, ruined that for them with the Justice League and Batman <laughs> Superman movies. I agree; it's all Zack Snyder's fault. I think it's funny that so many people are shitting on the Justice League movie now that the Zack Snyder version is going to come out, and they're like, "Yeah, that one was terrible," and Zack's going to save it. I was like, "What?" Well, I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee you that the Joss Whedon version will be better than whatever the fucking Snyder Cut turns out to be. Because, like, the Whedon version was not good. It sucked. But it was at least a... I left the theater thinking, well, that was bad, but I wasn't angry. Yeah. And it was short. And, and, and it was just so like clear, 90 minutes. Like, you just you get you, in, you get out. You think yeah. you're going to be angry like after four this hours Snyder long. Oh, sorry, what? I said, oh, are, do you think you're going to be angry after watching the Zack Snyder version? I'm angry thinking about it. Hmm. I'm yeah. going to try my best to give it a good shot, but uh, the fact that it has Jared Leto's Joker, Joker in does not <laughs> bode well for me not being angry. Oh, that reminds me. I saw uh, the, I started watching a trailer for this movie. It was an ad on YouTube, and it really got my attention. It's about a serial killer. And the movie, the name escapes me, uh, but it's about a serial killer. And this uh, one of the cops in the movie is played by Denzel Washington, and another cop is played by uh, Remy Malik. And just like the way that it looked, and the, like the two of them interacting together, I was like, "This looks kind of cool." I, I like serial killer stuff. I'll check this. I want to check this out. And then they showed the serial killers played by Jerry Le- Jared Leto, and I instantly was like, "Nope, I don't want to see this movie." <laughs> 
Wow, it's funny how one actor, you can look at one actor and go, oh, I don't want to see this movie. And I, I, I look at one director and go, oh, I don't want to see this movie, but I'm a fucking psychopath. Right? It's crazy. Although I, I agree, I see Jared Leto and I'm like, oh, I'm instantly out of this movie. I'm trying to think if he was good in uh, Dallas Buyers Club. And I didn't hate him in Blade Runner 2049 until I found out that that role was supposed to be David Bowie. And now I'm just so sad whenever I see it. I'm like, but this could have been Bowie. But now we have fucking Leto. And why? He was good in Fight Club. He gets the shit knocked out of him. That's right. I always forget that's him. And he gets his shit rocked. Like, I remember his face at the end of that movie is just destroyed. Yeah, yeah, he's he's angel face. They just pound it to meat. He, it's just a very therapeutic and satisfying thing to see. I will always find it funny that I saw him live. I saw the first half of a thirty second to Mars concert. Was that on accident? What happened? The uh, a friend from out of town was going to be in Toronto, and he's like, "Hey, I'm going to see this show. Uh, it's." 30 Seconds to Mars is a headliner, but I'm going for the opener because they're this indie band that I really like. Do you want to come? And I was like, uh, and I looked up tickets. I was like, I can get a lawn ticket for 19 bucks. Sure, I'll, I'll come and join and we'll watch the opener. And he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm honestly not going to stay for 30 Seconds to Mars, so I'm just going to leave after my band. I was like, yeah, I'll come out and see that. So I came and we watched the first band. They were good. And then... Um, he was like, okay, I'm off. And I was like, sure, see you later. I was like, I'm going to stick around and I'll watch like the first few songs because the concert was so shittily sold that because I bought lawn tickets, when I walked in, the gate person was like, hey, so if you're by yourself, I can give you floor seats. And I was like, yeah, I'll sit right next to the stage to watch the first bit of 30 Seconds of Mars. So I did that, went down to the front, sat like, five rows from the stage he came out obnoxious as fuck doing a jesus pose and starts singing goes through a few songs and i pull out my phone i look up the set list for this tour and i say okay in three songs they're singing one that i know from their first album after that i'm leaving (laughs) because he's also not very good live I imagine he's not very good at a lot of things, but he thinks he's great at everything. Oh, yeah. Like, it it was the most obnoxious staging where he was center stage in a white suit with a big beard and the glasses, doing a Jesus pose with a cape that he threw off, starts singing, and the other musicians literally had to play from the side of the stage in blackness. Like, I looked off, like, oh, there's, like, a guitar player and a drummer, and they're all over there in the shadows, not being lit. It's all focused on him. Yeah, I don't... I wouldn't have went to no concert that had 30 Seconds of Mars on the bill anyways. Not even if you wanted to see the opener? No. Because that sounds like a good idea to me. You get in, you see the show you want to see, and then when most people are there for the headliner, you beat, like, the crowd and the traffic. Yeah, it was awesome. Like, it was uh, at this one venue in Toronto, the Budweiser stage, that's like, it's shitty because it's really far uh, on the outskirts of the city limit. So it's kind of hard to get out of and get back to downtown easily, especially after a concert because it's pandemonium. There's like huge crowds. I just walked out and got in the streetcar and like it wasn't crowded. Like, this is great. (laughs) 
Yeah. I uh, should leave before all concerts end. One of the years that I went to uh, Bonnaroo, the, this music festival in Tennessee, the uh, the headliners for one year were Radiohead, Red Hot Chili Peppers, and Fish. So I went and saw, you know, Friday night it was like Radiohead. I think Saturday night was Red Hot Chili Peppers. And Fish was Sunday. I don't give a shit about Fish. So me and my buddy just packed up everything in our campsite Sunday morning, went to the shows we wanted to. And then when, like, all the people went to go see Fish, we just, like, got in the car and left. So instead of, like, sitting in a line waiting forever to get out, uh, we just drove, like, the three hours back home, got back at, like, 1 a.m. That's that's beautiful. Very much worth it to get into my own bed after, like, three days of a sweaty tent. Yeah. Radiohead would have been really good, though. I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. It's hard to take any villain seriously who wears flip-flops in the film. Oh, we're back to Tenet, right? Yeah, that did happen. <laughs> back to Tenet. I will That's how say, forgettable uh, it is. We forgot we were supposed to even be talking about it. Yeah. I, I'll give the film credit. Really good score. I, I like the score. I like the use of uh, synth throughout it. Uh, I thought it was a pretty propulsive and interesting score. I literally couldn't tell you what the score was. Yeah, I didn't even notice it. And I normally am kind of on the lookout for that kind of thing because I really enjoy a good movie score, but this one was just like, eh. This whole boat scene, this is some white people shit. <laughs> I mean, if you're rich, yeah. Which boat scene? The boat chase scene. Where she practically kills uh, Kenneth Branagh. Oh, Yeah. Again, completely forgot about that. Yeah, because that was a really odd scene where she's like, "Okay, cool, I'll invite you in so you can help me kill my husband." Oh, I'm gonna do it myself now, because that know, was smart. You know what this feels like? This feels like for Nolan's entire career, he's been trying to get a giant spider into this into one of his movies, and finally they're just like, "All right, put it in Tenant," and so he finally got his boat scene. Yeah. Speaking of giant spiders, uh, Poe, have you do you watch Patrick Williams? He's a YouTube guy. Nah, the, the name's not familiar. He uh, he's really good, but he just uh, a month ago did an amazing video of him revisiting all of Kevin Smith's movies, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's great. Where he's like, I still like them; they're disappointing now, but it's still really cool to revisit. So it sounds like I don't need to watch it now. No, you should, because it's got a lot of good points, but it's... I, I felt very similar as someone who, like, Kevin Smith meant a huge lot to me, and now I'm like, I don't like his movies, but I like him. Yeah. You know what? He makes the movies he wants to make, so good on him. Yeah. I mean, granted, so does Christopher Nolan, but Chris, Kevin Smith's movies don't cost $200 million in the last two and a half hours, so... It barely costs $2. Jam Bob reboot was pretty hard to sit through. I fucking that movie made me cry. I laughed so hard at it. I was I wanted the, to. I was in the right. I was in the right mind frame for all of those jokes to hit. The only the only part of that movie I didn't enjoy at the time was the intro uh, of that movie. But every other dumbass joke just destroyed me. I still haven't and, and watched. I, it. And oh, it's 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 a terrible film. 
It's it's maybe one of the worst looking films he's ever done. But for whatever reason, those dumbass jokes just destroyed. What? That old ass star-studded piece of shit? That movie sucked balls. Not just balls, it sucked asshole too. Your Honor, I object. I'll allow it. That movie did suck balls and asshole. I stand by uh, my opinion that I, th- I think I think Tusk is, is an interesting movie. It's weird to say it's good, but I think it's worth watching if you haven't seen it. Hard pass. I should probably give it another go. I saw it in theaters with B, and I was just so angry at it when I saw it at the time. But uh, I feel like I should... Were you angry because you were like, podcasting's nothing like this? No, I was angry because I thought it just... It was so unfocused and just didn't click. But having seen Yoga Hosers and knowing how bad it can get, I want to give Tusk another shot. I just think it's a unique thing of like, it's so ridiculous of like, this guy is going to turn this dude, this other guy into a, a walrus. It's just, it's so ridiculous that I'm like, that, that's, that, it's worth watching because you're like, how how is this going to go? Yeah, on the whole... It's like an uneven movie because it doesn't really seem to know if it's trying to be a comedy or a horror movie or a horror comedy or what it's doing. But I still think it's like if it's still something that when you watch it, I think it'll stick with you, which is more than I can give Tenet. You know, or it's like there's things about that movie that, that I can think about. Where I'm like, man, that was a weird fucking movie. Uh, whereas Tenet, I'm just probably not going to think about it for a Dude. long time. Did Tusk walk so Lobster could run? Oh, wait. The Lobster? The one with... Uh, Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. I haven't seen that, but I heard it's good. Yeah, I, I've also heard it's really good, but I haven't seen it yet. I can't believe I'm the only one who's seen that movie. I can't believe you've seen it. I was, that sounds like the kind of movie I, I, that I would, tell, I would say you should see, and then you'd be like, no. I haven't seen that movie. What, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I was going to say, like, wow, really? I was like, you've seen it. You're like, that was impressive. Well, you, you should have just like kept saying, "Yeah, I've seen it." And, like, then it, in a month or two, when we've watched it and come back, you're like, "Yeah, I haven't seen that." I'm yeah. not sure if it's. The, I think it's the same director of that movie because I, I think Colin Farrell is in this one too, but I can't remember the name of it. Charlie, you might remember. You might know, but there's a movie where in Bruce, uh, oh, this no. kid uh, somehow. Yeah. I don't know if like I get. I don't know if he has uh, sacrifice. Sacrifice of the Sacred Deer, I think it is. Yes, that one. I want to see that one. That sounds weird. Yeah, I've heard everything that director makes is really good. I just, I have sadly not seen any yet. Yeah, uh, I've been in like... But you'll watch a Brendan's. trash Ryan Johnson film. Jesus Christ. I've been in like a weird wanting to watch like surreal type things lately. And I think it's because I just played Silent Hill 2 uh, for the first time. And that is a bizarre story that I just, I, it, I, that's something that it's going to stick with me. I, I, I keep thinking about all the different things and like, I think I might play it again at some point. How much David Lynch have you seen? Uh, you know what? I've seen a, a most of twin peaks. I, I didn't finish the second season, so I haven't seen the reboot either or the, the oh man, the, the second season sucks. You got to get through it. The, the return is perfect. Uh, but, uh, I, I've seen Eraserhead, which is not necessarily my kind of movie. Cause that's, it's a weird thing that I'm been interested in like surreal stuff lately because I'm not usually a fan. Uh, although I did watch Eraserhead for the first time just a few months ago, actually. And 
it's a solid movie. Like it's, it's weird, but it's also entertaining. It's not one of those. Cause I think when I think of like a, of those types of films, I find them boring. Uh, you're like, what is going on? This is just, this doesn't make any sense, but at least with like Eraserhead, that movie actually has some like comedy and there's it. Yes. It's in black and white, but there's a lot of interesting like shots and the way they do it. Uh, a lot of angles that have never been used before on film. A lot of angles never been used before. Yeah, uh, you should watch Mulholland Drive. If you haven't seen that one. That's I, I think his. I think that's his best, and that's really good for surreal filmmaking because it plays out normally for a while and then gets interesting towards the end. Have you guys played Silent Hill two at all? Probably no, I not. Have not sadly. Uh, spoilers for a twenty-year-old game. Uh, the reason I like it, so like you're the main character, this guy James gets to Silent Hill because he's gotten a letter from his wife who says that she's there waiting for him. But his wife died three years ago. So he's like, this couldn't have come from her. But I got to see what this is about, because we went to Silent Hill years ago for like a, a little like mini vacation. And he goes there and like all these like creatures are there and he's got to fight them off. And he runs into like a couple of other people. There's only like two or three other real people in town that he keeps coming across. And they're like kind of on edge and crazy. And you're like, what's wrong with these people? Why are you coming to this town? Because none of them are from Silent Hill. They're like coming to visit. And by the end of the game, you kind of realize like everyone that has been brought to this town for this game are there because they have this dark past that they're trying to get over uh and the game doesn't like explicitly say this but you kind of can put it together yourself uh and the main character basically you find out he killed his wife like she was dying and he got sick of taking care of her because she was just so in pain she treated him horribly so she he basically poisoned her uh to like put her out of her misery uh and so all the creatures that you've been dealing with and fighting off in the game are like these interpretations of his psyche, like his punishment for how he dealt with this specifically like pyramid head. Do you guys know what pyramid head is? I know what it looks like. like. Yeah. It's basically this unkillable monster that shows up throughout the game. And it's the reason it can't be killed is because it is like this physical representation of him punishing himself for killing his wife. And the, the only way that he can finally beat it is when at the end of the game, when he realizes like, you know, he doesn't need it anymore. He is, he's tortured himself enough. And so pyramid head just like kills itself because it's function is no longer required. It's, it's such a bizarre, interesting game that even though it's 20 years old, I still think people should play it because it's just, it's what did you play it on? Uh, I played the HD collection on for Xbox 360. I got it on the one. People say that one is terrible, and I guess I understand why because like the update, like I guess the graphics are kind of weird. Uh, but I didn't have a problem with it. They also added new voice actors. Uh, you can choose the original voice actors or the new ones. I kind of tried both here and there to see the difference. The original is a little cheesy, uh, so the new ones take it a little bit more seriously. But I think that depending on your point of view you might like that cheesiness because of like the style of the story where it kind of fits of like, this is bizarre. You know, why are people talking like this kind of thing? Interesting. I've never played any of the silent Hills. I should at some point. Yeah. I've gotten, I've gotten super interested in them lately. I'm about to start silent Hill three. Uh, and I played, 
Doom 2016, actually. It's funny because we talked about it last time we talked, and uh, I was like, oh, it's $5. I will get that and play it. And I really enjoyed it. It, w- it was a lot of fun. Although, I did feel a little underwhelmed at the end. All right. As I say, I thought <laughs> nobody had anything to add to that. Fine. No. Nope. Yeah. I'm Poet. I'm Billy. I was Charlie. And we're really going to end the episode like this. Good night. That, that's a terrible ending. We should do something different. Just like Tenet. Boom. <laughs> this is the outro. This is the outro. This is the outro for the Poet and Billy Podcast Extravaganza. Extravaganza.